everyone and welcome back to the Android Central podcast. My name is Shruti Shaker and I'm the managing editor here at Android Central. And we're going to do take two, if you will, of my audio setup. I was informed by our editor last week that the audio that I had recorded with my new mic setup was too blown out. Um, And now we have fixed the setup. So hopefully you're hearing good audio (laughs) and it doesn't sound like I'm broadcasting from a bathroom. Okay, I'm going to introduce my lovely friends, Jerry Hildenbrand. Hello, hello. I am broadcasting from the bathroom. Oh, goodness. <laughs> okay, well, cool. <laughs> I'm sure you you still you probably still sound good. <laughs> I've got Andrew Myrick with me. I'm going to be broadcasting from the bathroom. Yeah, excellent. I love that. And I've got Derek Lee with me. I am broadcasting near my bathroom. Wow. Okay. Well, we have it all, folks. We have it all. Okay. Uh, We've got, obviously, a bunch of really fun stuff uh, that we're going to be talking about today. The first thing I want to start off with is an article that Andrew wrote about a week ago. um, And I really enjoyed it. I thought it was like a really fun article to read. And if you haven't read it, you definitely should. It's titled iOS 17 is a big nothing burger and Apple needs to learn from Google. I love that you use that in your headline. But yeah, I mean, I think it's it speaks volumes. You know what you said, obviously, you know, Apple announced the Apple Vision Pro and that's all cool. But when it announced iOS 17, it was pretty dull. Uh, Why don't you walk us through your thought process here andrew it's just a iterative update which i would i kind of expected because ios 16 was a big mess um they spent a lot of time on like the ipad with stage manager trying to get that right and that was a mess and then when if you bought the 14 one of the 14 iphone 14s last year they had to do um like a day one update because you couldn't activate eSIM. Like, you couldn't activate your SIM cards. Yeah, I remember everyone was having issues with that. That was really frustrating. Yeah, and it so, like, it's not all that surprising, especially with Vision Pro. Um, I think a lot more with iOS 17 was probably laying the groundwork for Vision Pro to work with iOS, even though it's not going to be out till, they say early next year, but it doesn't have FCC approval yet. So who actually knows when it's going to come out? But I think that's probably what they spent the majority of it, but that's not going to catch any headlines when it comes to the iPhone. Um, and frankly, I don't care at all about the contact poster or the redesigned iMessage menu. You know, like it was fine. They spent about 15 minutes on it, but there's just, there's nothing. There's nothing exciting. They didn't add anything exciting to me except for uh, live voicemail is pretty cool, which is pretty much pretty much like call screen for for Pixel phones. And then the other cool thing that I thought they added was um, standby. Yeah. But that's something that has been around in different variations on Android since what, Jerry, like Android 4? Something like, I mean, almost the beginning, yeah. Like Daydream, it's not Daydream, I forget what it's called, but there was like an early iteration on Nexus phones. No, it was called Daydream. But I thought Daydream was the AR, the VR. It was, it was the same name. You oh, okay. go, go figure. I kind of liked the, um, the fact that they fixed the swipe for, or I think they, well, they added it um, for when you're sending an iMessage to someone you have in in iOS 16 and earlier uh, versions. You had to press down to reply, and then now you can actually swipe, which is like, why didn't you do this sooner? So I think that's kind of interesting. But I don't remember if we talked about this last time or not. Um, but I want to talk about it again, uh, or maybe it was just something that we talked about amongst ourselves, which is that I think Apple does a really good job in like convincing users that it is releasing something new. Um, And their fan base is just, they just don't know any better. You know what I mean? Where it's like, like they will, they will literally announce something and, and their, their fan base is just like, Oh my God, that's so cool. But it's like, dude, you could get so much more, you know? Yeah. They, they don't say that other phones can't do this. They just say how great it is that the iPhone can do this. And that but it's, works. It's not just that, though. It's it's also like that they're not even offering more. Like no, but that's the like that's the Apple way at this point. Like 
there are only so many more features that Android and or iOS can add to a phone. But Apple still has a ways to go. And giving me the ability to customize a contact photo is not it. Yeah, see, that's the kind of feature I'd like to see taken away. If you want to improve these operating systems, let's start paring back some of the dumb stuff. You know, put it in there as an option you can enable if you want. Yeah, yeah. okay. Because I was yeah, going like to say, getting, I like that it, feature. <laughs> I, I, I kind of agree. Like, I think it's getting... Like, we're, they're, they're really just out of ideas. They're really just trying to find some fun things to add because, like, what like what really is there that they need to... Or, I mean, maybe they have ideas, but maybe they're just taking a while to implement, but, like... I think, well, I, I think that goes back to um, what Andrew was saying, which is, like, that's why this is a very, like, iterative version um, because they've been... They're focusing so much more on, like, Apple Vision Pro, which... I don't even know. Yeah, that's kind of what they spent so much time talking about a product that's not going to sell and they're not going to make money on when they have the world's biggest money printing machine in the iPhone. That's where I would focus on every single year is what makes all the money. The one thing that I forgot to mention that I, I mentioned in the article, which is an update for iOS that. I think is good is, um, you know, Craig Federighi, he made a joke saying uh, you can, you know, type ducking oh, yeah. and get actually the word that you yeah, want. Yeah, And yeah. I think I'm on the, the first developer preview and I had like autocorrect has been better compared to iOS 16. But like, that's the kind of stuff that that iterative update kind of stuff matters more to me compared to like, Hey, we made widgets interactive, even though it, widgets have been on iOS since for three years now. We finally did it. Like, I don't like just do it all at once. If, you're, if your previous update was, you know, a piece of crap, then sure, these iterative updates are important. Um, that's why you kind of get it. Got to get it right the first time. So, Andrew, I'm going to ask you and, and anyone else can also um, give me their thoughts as well. But what would you have liked for Apple to have announced during this presentation with respect to iOS 17? Um, well, I wanted interactive widgets for sure. Um, I want to be able to place the goddamn icons on wherever I want to on my home screen. Can you not do that right now? I thought you could. Nope. It is still, you move it to a new screen and it's locked. So like. Oh, oh, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. So now I have like widgets at the top because I like the bigger screen and the longer battery on the Pro Max. Mm -hmm. But I have widgets at the top so, because I can't always reach one-handed to the top left corner right, right. to push all my icons down. Like I just, it's it's minor stuff, but like that's what I would want. I would have want I would have wanted them to talk about improvements to the camera because the camera hardware has been good and in good conditions, it's still the best or arguably the best. But there are, I've still had like lens flare issues. Mm. Um, like the the post processing is very hit or miss mm -hmm, mm -hmm. regardless of this regardless of like the day or time or subject or whatever yeah yeah i would have liked them to talk more about like if you're going to make an iterative update cool understood that understand that but like go ahead and give us a camera update instead of waiting until the next iphone because we all know you can do this stuff with software yeah we all know that you're doing it with software do it talk about it maybe they can't do it as well as you think or as they want and or maybe they don't want to. Maybe they don't want to because they, like you were saying, Jerry, like they want to focus on one thing as opposed to maybe like they, you know, making it a big a big thing. Or yeah, like I, I, it's. Hmm. I think Andrew, because you use both a, a you know, a, a an Android phone and an iPhone. I I don't think. I know you understand. Google is really far ahead when it comes to building some sort of machine learning into a feature like photo taking. Google is just further ahead than everyone else. That's why Samsung phones and Apple phones have far superior hardware. And at best, they're just as good. They're not better than that cheap Pixel 6a you can buy. That's a good point because I remember somebody, it was a podcast I was listening to, they were talking about 
um, all of the, and I don't remember the specifics, so I'm not going to try and misquote, but like it, they were talking about what it would take Apple to actually update Siri. And it's mm. the way that Apple built Siri back with the iPhone 4, uh, 4S, whenever it was, it's almost impossible for, for Apple to push an update to Siri without basically rehauling the entire thing. Yeah. It, Cause it doesn't really interact with anything else. It's, yeah, that would be tough. Yeah, so like me, I, I guess, I, guess I, I do get your point because Apple just, lo- like, there are certain things where Apple looks at features and the devices differently compared to Google and obviously, like, Samsung and even Xiaomi and Vivo and these other companies out there. Yeah, I'm not sitting here saying that, you know, Apple makes a bad phone. I, I could use an iPhone and be fine with it. I, I happen to use an Android phone and I'm fine with it. But the, the two companies... You know, Google and Apple, they they focus on different things. Yeah. And also, I mean, also with Google, like their focus has to be software because it's not only in Android phones, but it's also on Apple phones. And they want to be able to have that so perfect that that's how they make their money. And it has to work on cheap Android phones. So that means it has to be software based. Yeah, that's so true. Does does Apple have anything like equivalent to like the pixel feature drop or the android feature yeah drop? i mean no i don't think they they don't have that but they do like updates but that's not like it's not like they'll do like a feature drop and it's like hey here are all the new things that are coming to ios whatever the only time they do they do that and they've only been doing it i think the last two or three years is like sometimes to- sometime towards it's whenever uh, world accessibility month is apple will release like a a blog post and it's basically telling everybody, Hey, this is what is coming in the next version. Some features come in like a point release, but then other features like there's one it's, it can like make you, um, like you can record your voice and then it'll sound like you for it. it I don't remember exactly how it works, but there's Wait, question. Um, why do they release it on world accessibility day? Cause they're, they're they detail the accessibility features. They, that's all they focus on for the specific oh, blog post. Okay. 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 That makes sense. Okay. And, I think the last one was like, um, there was four of them. And then before that they, they announced improvements to AirPods where you could wear AirPods and basically use them as, mm. um, hearing aids without oh, having cool. to actually like go through the, they didn't have to go through the whatever health committee for the government to actually turn AirPods into. Mm, okay. Yeah. 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 That's super interesting. Interesting. Well, um, I guess Apple really should step up its game. Hey, um, anyways, uh, speaking of Apple, Andrew, you wrote another really great article. Um, and this is sort of looking at the flip side of everything. Uh, you know, the article is titled, titled Four Things Android 15 Needs to Steal from iOS 17. And you did mention that there aren't that many, but some of these updates would be pretty nice on an, on Android. Um, why don't you walk us through that? I like I like the little flip, flippity floppity do 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 do. You can thank Jeremy for that one. <laughs> Okay, go for it. Tell us tell us your thoughts on this one. Yes, yeah, so I'll just run through the ones that I picked really quickly. Uh, you create live stickers from your own pictures and then yeah, use this. That one is that's a very cool feature for sure. Which I feel like Google could have done, especially with like their emoji kitchen that they have, which is not the same, but kind of the same the same time. Like I feel like Google could do that. Uh, the next one is password sharing. Minus passkeys. Jerry, hold your hold hold your thoughts. <laughs> password sharing just i'm i'm shutting my audio off i don't want to hear this yeah that's scary uh i do want to see standby mode come back the way that in a similar way that apple implemented it because they have uh stamp with standby mode you plug your phone in and you turn it sideways and then after a few seconds it'll show like a clock but it also shows widgets and you can customize those widgets or you can there's another uh mode where it's uh basically like a digital photo frame um, and then just a regular clock. And I think that I would like to see that come back to AOSP. Uh, Samsung has something, I forget what it's called, um, but they have something similar, but I would like to see Google implement that so I could have it on the Pixel Fold whenever I get one or the Pixel 8 Pro if I decide to get that instead. And then the last one is um, Apple actually announced a new journal app. Mm-hmm. And it's basically day one, which I don't know if, 
how many people are familiar with day one. It's it's a really good journaling app that's been around forever. It started on iOS, but now it's on every platform, including the you can even use it from the web. And they also implement Apple also implemented into watchOS and iOS the ability to basically log how you're feeling throughout the day. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I like that. Although I do want to mention, which I think is kind of ironic. Um, I was on the radio the other day and they were talking to me about the Apple Vision Pro. And the last question they asked me was, um, do you think that the Apple Vision Pro headset is going to take away from being connected to people and um, stepping away from screen time? And it's like, I almost feel like it's like counterintuitive or like counter, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but like, it doesn't make sense that Apple would release a product like the Apple Vision Pro and then have so much of a focus on mental health health and mental wellness. I, I know they did mention with the Apple Vision Pro, like if someone comes in your in your space or starts talking to you, the headset will like show your eyes or whatever, which is like a way yeah, of the 3D staying, rendering thing. Like, creepy. Yeah, that's, that Ooh. is so creepy. But I still don't know how it's going to take away from screen time and your mental health. Like you're constantly connected to something. Yeah. So well, there's a funny there's a funny answer to that, and it's the fact that it can only last for two hours on the charge. <laughs> yeah, that's with true. a battery pack. <laughs> that's uh, and true. another answer is they're not going to sell fifty thousand of those. No. So. You know, if if Apple were to create a VR headset that's only $300, then, yes, I would be concerned, too. Right, yeah. But the, the few people that are going to buy this, what is it, $3,800, some ungodly, more than I paid for my truck. It's uh, $5,000 in Canada. $5,000. See, I mean, that's crazy. Nobody's <laughs> going to buy that. So it's, and the people that do buy it, they're already they're hooked to a screen all day anyway yeah i mean i was talking to to nick about this and he was basically saying like the three main people who are going to buy it are like enthusiasts and early adopters and then um developers so whether they're like app developers or vr gaming developers or whatever yeah and then the third are probably like business customers so yeah like, yeah i understand that but it's also interesting that like you know, there's this headset that's coming out and it's like not really going to help you with your screen time. But then I also know that Apple is very in tune with mental health and very much into mental wellness. So I think that there's one more thing on the Vision Pro before we go back. It, I think that this this first iteration could very well go the way of HoloLens. Mm -hmm. But where I see Apple differing from what Microsoft did with HoloLens and what Google did with Glass is that I could see in three years, four years, uh, Apple priced cheaper every, everybody headset, whereas in mm -hmm. Microsoft leaned into the government contracts because I think HoloLens is – that's Microsoft's biggest customer is, is, is government contracts. But I do think that this yeah. – this, the Vision Pro is going to be – Yes, developers. Yes, enthusiasts. But I also think that there's a there. Apple's leaning into the business aspect, the enterprise aspect of it as well. Another interesting thing along that lines. I don't think Apple's going to get the stigma that Microsoft and Google and Meta get from normal people. They won't. A, a normal person. Oh, Google Glass. That was so creepy. I'm glad it's gone. Or you know, you wear a Quest. What are you, some kind of nerd? No, it's of Apple. Course not. So people it's are going to say, oh, that's so cool. You got the Apple yeah. thing. I have yeah. I have seen zero commentary and I've seen nothing about the how many cameras are on the, the Vision Pro and that you can take a picture with the digital crown. It's so Nobody has said anything about that. <laughs> so messed up. Oh, well, I guess we'll find out what happens. Um, but I do want to go and talk about something that I know is going to fire up Andrew uh, quite a bit. <laughs> uh, okay, um, so he wrote a review titled Amazon Fire Max 11 Review, Hunching Way Above Its Weight Class. Do you want to rant right now, Andrew, or do you want me to do that for later? <laughs> no, save it for afterwards. Okay, so let's... <laughs> Actually, no, since we're on the topic, let's talk about it right now quickly and then get it out of the way. <laughs> okay, so we posted this article and... Um, we tweeted it out and we think it's a bot. Can't confirm because 
the it's handle. Probably Jerry's alt account. I don't know. It's like I'm not sure if it's a bot or not, but I'm, I'm going to assume it is because of the handle. It looks very like wonky. But someone commented saying, "When people say a certain phone or tablet is a good pick, is that just an option or fact, or do the companies throw you a bone to say something is a good pick?" Um, I want to be very clear on this podcast. We take our journalistic integrity very strongly. We do not get paid by companies to write reviews. All of the reviews that we have up are written based on the person's absolution, absolute opinion on that product. You can see when people have written a review that's not so great. There are stars on the top of the article. And if the stars are less than four or three, that means the review is not a good review. I want to be very clear with our listeners that, and I don't know about other companies or other publications, but Android Central prides itself on good reviews and not getting paid for our reviews. Oh, so, they, Jeff Bezos pressured that new CEO to send Andrew into space. <laughs> for that so I'm, I'm going to now hand the mic to Andrew to vent because I was just giving my professional and diplomatic points there. It is now your turn, Andrew. Go for it. <laughs> this review is going, it, it, it probably gave Jerry a headache and he probably didn't actually read it because it's nope. almost 1800 words. It's too long of a review. I, I ain't reading that. Right. It's too long. I, we take our time with these products. I don't care who it is on our, on, on Android central, our team takes their time yep. and reviews products. We don't throw up a five minute video telling you that running down the specs and that works for YouTube channels and websites and big YouTube channels where they just, oh yeah, this is kind of cool. You should probably go buy one. And then they sell a bunch of them. You also like, we, we should also be clear. Like we don't use like chat GPT or whatever. Yeah, I hadn't even gotten there yet, but yeah, we don't, I'm, I'm not <laughs> using use AI that. to write my stuff. <laughs> I'm going to start though. <laughs> oh my God, Jerry, I'm going to kill you if you do that. Don't. <laughs> You'll never know. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But it's, it's true though, right? Like I think people just assume that we're writing reviews for the sake of reviews because we get these products and it's true. We do get these products from these companies but it doesn't mean that we're going to just sit there and then like favor the company because we're getting the product. I know I actually know a few people who do that, but none of those people work at Android Central. Right. I, I, I want to add, I, I don't I've been here long enough that I can complain and moan. I don't have to review stuff anymore much because I hate it because what Andrew said, it takes way too much time and we have to write way too many words that even I'm not going to read. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. But I, I don't review shit. I, and if you've got a, a, a crappy product and you're going to send it to me for free, I don't want your crappy product. I ain't going to review it. <laughs> it, it. I only review stuff that's not shit. And if he does review it, just be ready for what he has to say about it. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> he won't I hold back. reviewed in the past. I don't hold back. If this product is a piece of crap, I tell you it's a piece of crap. And everybody else here would do the same thing. Yeah. And like, so here's some inside baseball and I'm not going to name any specific companies or people or anything like that. I reviewed some things last year and we got me and myself and Jeremy got hounded by this company because of things I said during the review. They sent it to us for free. I didn't get paid for it. And I crapped all over it and they hounded us nonstop. What kind of, if I'm getting paid to do reviews, why would they even bother? Like, it doesn't make any sense. No, I'm getting really. Mm. <laughs> no, I, I. Yeah, no. Like last year, I I reviewed a few Motorola phones and I I've crapped on Motorola quite a few times last year. Um, this year, it's a it's a bit of a different story. But like, I'm, I'm surprised at this point that Motorola still even sends me phones just because of how like I feel like I was pretty mean to them. But kind of deserved it no and you've also written 
articles about how Motorola needs to like get its get it together. together and they have like, which they is nice. stop making phones yeah so anyways all all that to say is that um you know i i i think we all can put that to to bed but um when we saw that comment whether it was from a bot or not we actually all giggled and we think it's hilarious, but oh, you giggled. I I giggled, <laughs> but <laughs> Andrew was steaming. Yeah, this was two hours ago, three hours ago, and I'm still steaming about it. I wish it was cool to take money for reviews. I'd be living in a huge Samsung house, <laughs> right? With, with refrigerators <laughs> and televisions and electric cars, and I'd be a millionaire. Yeah, but um, we can't. Except we don't. We don't do that. And um, and and as a matter of fact, actually. If you actually read our articles, um, we have, you know, little blurbs that say, like, why you can trust Android Central. And if a post is sponsored, which we have sponsored posts on our website, we indicate if the article is sponsored by and by who it's sponsored by. So um, I want to move on and talk about the review because I actually think the review was a good review because I edited it. And I had to read. You had to read words. all that crap. Yeah, she I, did. I, well, she. I read all I think of that. she just skims it and just like, yeah, he didn't screw up anything too bad. Well, I, you, you know, I would. That's why I don't do it because I would say, yeah, it looks good. Oh, Dude, man. if I, if you read my re- if you had to edit my reviews, I we would be on phone calls for hours. <laughs> we would just publish them as is. I ain't reading all that crap. Well, that's true too. <laughs> Anyways, um, you gave a pretty good uh, review. Uh, you said the. The um tablet. Fire Max Eleven. It's a tablet, right? Fire Max a computer. I'm really tablet. Yes, it's a tablet. There you got there. <laughs> okay. Uh, pros are it's compatible with USI 2.0 stylus pens. Gorgeous 11 inch display. Quite affordable, even with all of the accessories. Best performance from an Amazon tablet. Long battery life. Cons include keyboard, case, and stylus are all sold separately. Amazon software isn't for everyone. Play Store is available if you're okay with side loading. Um, Take it away, Andrew. Tell us why you really enjoyed this um, tablet, because you're obviously saying in your headline, punching way, uh, punching way above its weight class, which is... And, you know, they paid you to say you... Yeah, were. they paid you to say this. <laughs> Jerry? No. So let me, get, let me get some other things out of the way first. When it comes to the review, I'm not going back to what we were just talking about. The, it's got an 11-inch screen, 12, 2,000 by 1,200. It's capped at 60 hertz. That sucks. Um, I didn't put that in the cons list. I should, probably should have. Um, I'm editing that in. Amazon software also still is abysmal, but so is pretty much every other Android tablet out there. So I, and I've beaten that drum forever and ever and ever. And I just decided to look over it because actually using it, I I genuinely was surprised because I've tried every Amazon tablet that they've made in the last like two or three years. The, and the you were paid the, for all of those. <laughs> you guys, you, you guys, got like you, guys. A, you, you got an Amazon gift card account with like twelve million dollars. <laughs> <Right. laughs> so I mean, it's you guys keep throwing me off my train. That's not hard to do. You've been you've reviewed several tablets in the past in the past two years. Yeah, and they all suck. Yeah, like hardware wise, software wise, they all suck. The only well, cool thing that, that Amazon's. They just took some of that money back. Yeah, I know. Uh, The the coolest thing that they've done software-wise is the dashboard mode, uh, show mode, which turns your, I think it's any tablet. I don't remember if the base month, like the $50, $30 Fire 7 does it, but it turns it into an Echo Show because it has the microphones built into it too, so you can actually use it as an Echo Show. Um, And they made some software tweaks to, to better support, like, multitasking on on the fire the fire max 11 which i'm, I'm a fan of i'm a surprisingly a big fan of how they how they did it um it's not as seamless as like working with a get like a galaxy tab s8 or even the ipad for that matter but it's better than i expected okay i have a genuine question um how much did they pay me i can't yeah how, how much did they pay you <laughs> i'm just kidding no uh yes yeah no a genuine question though like are people actually buying Amazon tablets? Like, I feel like you're either buying an iPad or you're buying a like a um, like a Samsung tablet. Like, do people actually buy Amazon tablets? 
those Fire 7 tablets go for like 20 or 30 bucks on Prime Day and Black Friday every year. Oh my God, seriously? I'm with you, Shruti. Like, I feel like I, I don't know. I feel like I, if I was to like buy it, like pick a tablet, like I wouldn't go for an Amazon one, but like they're surprisingly inexpensive. Yeah. And I think like they, I think it's just like value. Like, but is it know. inexpensive what you want or do you want actual quality in I, your product? I, I'll bet Amazon outsells Samsung by two to one when it comes to Probably, because wow. they're so cheap and they're family oriented. And, and it gives you all of your Prime stuff right there. Wow. I bought my wow. granddaughter's Amazon tablets and I can manage them, they, the kids' tablets, and I can lock them down so they can't, you know, to the best of my knowledge, Amazon isn't checking on their every move and they can sit and watch their dumbass cartoons all afternoon on the couch when their mom you know, says they're done with their yeah, it's chore. The, it's the kids' tablets too. I think are are what do it too. Like they have the productivity ones, which are which are nice and again inexpensive. But they also have the kids' tablets, and I think those are probably really That's popular. That's interesting. I completely was not aware of that. That I think it's also partly because I just don't really. I I don't mean to say this, but I don't really pay attention to Amazon. Like I obviously I pay attention in terms of like their earnings and like Prime Day and stuff like that. But like. I I don't I don't really care for their prod like their in-house products. Should I care? Like I don't know. I feel kind of bad saying that. They make good batteries. The, the this this fireman it's 230 bucks, which is super cheap. It's made from aluminum, which is also awesome. It's got a 2K display, which is also awesome. It supports USI, which blew me away because I thought it would be some stupid proprietary Amazon's going to do what Amazon wants to do kind of BS, but it's not. And the pen is only like 30 or 35 bucks, which again is awesome. It, this is the tablet where if you don't want to spend six, seven, eight hundred dollars for a premium feeling tablet and you're okay with either sideloading the Play Store, which only requires downloading a couple of APK files and installing them in the right order, and you're or you're just okay with having Amazon's interface, then this is a great tablet. Mm, interesting. It's not the best, but it's the best Amazon tablet. It even has a damn micro SD card slot, and almost nothing has that anymore. That's because Amazon sells micro SD cards and US whatever styluses. That's why that's in that's included. The only other there's only two or three USI styluses on on Amazon right now. It's the Lenovo Pen Two, and then the um, until this Amazon one, the Panoval. Panoval has a USI 2.0 pen, and Amazon will be happy to sell you either of them. And Amazon's going to come in cheaper than all of them, yep. coming in at thirty five dollars, thirty yep. thirty dollars or whatever. Fascinating. And Amazon didn't pay you to say these words. <sighs> Look, I mean, a, 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 a Fire tablet is super <laughs> duper cheap because the best thing it does is a portal to Prime content, and it's going to make you yeah. pay that money for Prime every year. That's so true. So you can watch the free movies on that decent screen. That's true. That's very true. And that's yeah. that's a recipe for success. Recipe for success. And it's worked, which is why they keep releasing new options. Interesting. I was not aware of that, but thank you for... Um, Enlightening, enlightening me. I appreciate that. There's one more thing that I wanted to mention, which I'm still confused about, especially with the Pixel tablet coming later this month, I think. Junk. It's either this month or early next month. Um, Amazon beat Google to the punch with this tablet turns into a smart display thing. And their most premium tablet doesn't have a dock. It has a keyboard and a cover. And a, and a USI pen, like that you can pay separately for, but they don't have a dock for it. And I think that that is a not now. That I right, and I said that in the article that they could come out with one later. Yep. That but part I did. I read. was I was surprised that they didn't release one with the Pixel tablet around the corner. Like Google, Google announced the Pixel tablet last year at I/O last year. It's been a year. That gave, I'm sure Amazon had plenty of time to decide whether. It would or should, and if they're not going to, I would. I'm interested to know why, because with their Fire HD 10, there is a wireless charging dock that basically you just set the tablet on the wireless charger, and it turns it into a, an Echo Show. And I, I feel like that's a missed opportunity. Well, there. Uh, this one, I mean, it's like a standby mode. It, it'll just work even without a dock, right? Yeah, but I, I like well, the idea of having a dedicated accessory, like a, the, like with the Pixel tablet, it has the speaker. 
I, I imagine Amazon knows they didn't sell enough of them to make it again. Uh, when you can just buy a $4 bookcase cover and stand it on your table and it works the same way. That's what people are going to do. That's true. I, I just, like I said, the speaker aspect of the Pixel the Pixel tablet is what. I, yeah, I hear you. Especially with like, you know, all the Echo products that Amazon already makes. It would have been cool to like have like a an Echo speaker dock sort of thing. Right. That's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like that would. With their best, with their most premium tablet, like, yeah, if it costs $75, $100, like, so be it. But, like, that would be, I've, that would be a nice entry. Especially because the Pixel tablet, the, the speaker doesn't, as far as I know, doesn't act as its own, like, cr- like, uh, what do they call it? Like, Nest speaker. Like, you have to use it with the tablet. And I think Amazon could have just, like, been like oh no you can like use this as its own separate speaker thing without the tablet yeah that would yes i thought about that too i didn't put that in the article in the review but i I did think about that too one question i have for you andrew you've held the thing god you think they're selling very smart andrew that's why we ask no this is a real question you do you think they're selling it as a loss one of those loss leader things to get you to spend more money at amazon they do that for their echo products are they doing it with their tablet? No, I don't think the only one they might be selling at a loss are the super cheap ones, which they which they make back up during holidays and Prime Day and all that kind yeah, of crap. Don't some of their tablets have like ads and stuff? Like you have you can buy them with an ad. Like, they all have ads. Okay, because I thought that you could buy like an option with ads and then an option without ads, and that would be a little more. Expensive. It's Amazon. Everything's an ad. Yeah, no, they're they the the two the two thirty price that I said before, um, that's with. That's the base model, 64 gigs of storage, four gigs of RAM with lock screen ads. And if you want to ditch the lock screen ads, it's an extra 15 bucks. Which you should probably do. Yes, you should. 1,000%. Okay. 1,000%. Um, on that note, let's take a quick break, grab a drink, and we'll be right back because we do have some more things to talk about per usual. We'll be right back. If your business earns millions or tens of millions of revenue, stop what you're doing and take a listen because NetSuite by Oracle has just rolled out the best offer we've ever seen. NetSuite gives you the visibility and control you need to make better decisions faster. And for the first time in NetSuite's 22 years as the number one cloud financial system, you can defer payments of a full NetSuite implementation for six months. That's no payment and no interest for six months, and you can take advantage of the special financing offer today. NetSuite is number one because they give your business everything you need in real time, all in one place to reduce manual processes, boost efficiency, build forecasts, and increase productivity across every department. 33,000 companies have already upgraded to NetSuite, gaining visibility and control over their financials, inventory, HR, e-commerce, and more. If you've been sizing NetSuite up to make the switch, then you know this deal is unprecedented. No interest, no payments. Take advantage of the special financing offer at netsuite.com slash android. netsuite.com slash android to get the visibility and control you need to weather any storm. That's netsuite.com slash android. Okay, um, I want to talk about two features. They're, they're, they kind of go hand in hand because they're both health-related features, um, but they're with different um, companies. So I'm going to start off with Samsung. Um, they announced yesterday, I believe, um, details availability of an important Galaxy Watch health feature which is the irregular heart rhythm rhythm notification feature to detect AFib. Um, it is coming to Galaxy Watches uh, across 13 markets. Um, it will be able to detect and notify users of atrial fibrillation. The feature will come to elig- eligible Galaxy Watches with the upcoming One UI 5 watch update. And the second health feature that I want to talk about is coming to Pixel Watch. Um, so Pixel Watch finally picks up a health feature it should have had from the get-go, and that is activating its SPO2 sensor. So essentially, um, Google has 
appear to quietly have enabled the SPO2 sensor. The sensor, uh, I don't even know what the sensor does, to be honest, but um, I think it monitors your oxygen levels on your uh, uh, on your body. Um, yeah, it's your blood oxygen levels. Yeah, and it it um, it was the reason why it wasn't on Pixel watches was because of the lack of FDA approval. Um, so, so I want. Uh, who so, wrote that headline? Was that you, Shruti? Did you change that headline? I didn't write that headline. Um, okay, because I I, I, I I really don't like that headline. The headline yeah, because it, it sounds very like um, like pushing users to use. So, okay. Jared, well, no, I'm, the headline tells me that Google should have not released the Pixel Watch until last week when they finally had regulatory approval. Oh, right. Yeah, no. Um. Maybe we, we should change that headline. But Since we're talking about integrity, I can yell at people who I work with and complain. <laughs> they do the same to me. Jerry, you're stupid. I we, don't, we don't do that. I do. Well, you should. <laughs> okay. Well, what I wanted to say before, I know you're going to rant about this, Jerry, because I know you also are going to be writing something about this. Yep. Is we've, said, we've talked about this on multiple occasions in the past. Having health features on your watch, Apple Watch, Pixel Watch, Galaxy Watch, whatever it is, is great and it's helpful and it's it's obviously a, an awesome tool to have, but it should not be the tool that you solely rely on. We have told you time and time and again that you should always do a double check with your health practitioners, with your doctor, whoever it is, because they are the ones who use the heavy duty the professional grade tools and machines that monitor you. I'm going to hand it over to Jerry because I know he's going to rant about this. Yeah, this, if you're going to have this feature, you have to do two things. The, these features, because I'm going to lump the two together, you have to make sure it's as accurate as you can possibly make it. And then you have to warn users that this still isn't very accurate. You shouldn't trust this. This is just a guideline. If you see something that concerns you, go visit your doctor. Don't be an idiot. And, and that, if you don't do those two things, these features do more harm than good. So wait, do, do, those co do companies, I, I feel like I've asked this question, but do they not do that already? They, they do in tiny print in the user oh. manual. You know, mm. this needs to be more upfront because I guarantee there's somebody somewhere that has a health issue, but their wearable isn't picking it up and they don't realize they have a health issue and they see something one time and then they never see it again and they're like, ah, I'm fine. I'll trust my watch. Mm. Don't ever, ever do this. The companies that make them tell you don't even do this. If you go to your doctor, your doctor will say, I don't trust any of that. I use these million dollar machines and I still run tests twice because I don't even fully trust them. And even even doctor machines can be wrong sometimes. And they, right. that's why they do second yep. like tests. And, and if, if they see something that's not right, they test again. Yeah. And, and this is this is your health. Yeah. It's much more important than a fashion statement on your wrist or some cool toy you can play with in the middle of the night when you should be sleeping this is your health. This is a matter of life and death sometimes. I feel like our podcast has turned into like a PSA rant today. Well, <laughs> no, I, man, I wish I didn't have to say this, but like I said, I know somebody out there hasn't considered this. They, they listened to what they heard on stage if they watched an announcement or they read what it says on the box and they're like, cool, this will help me with my insert health problem here. Maybe it won't. Don't assume that it will, and, and it's not a magic bullet of any sort. Yeah, I think, you know, it's it's nice. These features are nice to have on smartwatches, but, like, don't, yeah, you know, what Jerry said, don't rely on the health, on, on these health features. Like, n listen to your body. Um, like me, like I, you know, with, with what I have going on health-wise, like I, I'm always very in tune with like how my body is feeling if i feel even like slightly off i'm not going to look to my smartwatch to tell me what's going on with me i'm going to go to my doctor and be like hey this is happening to me and that's what you should right. all be doing now having said all this these still can be a handy tool uh let's say you have what's it called uh the football player where you're it, you have to wear a machine like I do at night, but it's because you snore and you can't breathe. 
whatever oh, that's called. Um, sleep apnea. Sleep apnea. Yeah, I, I have to wear one because my muscles aren't fully working from nerve damage. But it's the same type of machine. And if you have that, your blood oxygen level at night gets all kind of screwed yeah, up. Yeah, that's happened to my dad. If your watch is telling you that your blood oxygen at night is a little bit funky, that's useful. Go to the doctor and they will... Mm-hmm guide you and fix you hopefully at at least know what's going on so it's not that these features are useless or just gimmicks they're just not trustworthy completely yeah a hundred percent and i think i've mentioned this example before but my dad um i think it was a garmin or it wasn't a fitbit i think it was a garmin watch or maybe it was actually i don't even think it was a garmin watch it was like a watch on amazon from like a Chinese manufacturer. I can't remember what it was, but essentially the watch was able to detect your blood pressure. And it kept Mm. telling my dad's blood pressure was like super, super high. And it obviously like worried him. And so he was like, I'm going to check my blood pressure with the monitor that I have. And it indicated that his blood pressure was completely normal. Uh, And, you know, it's stuff like that, that you need to really be careful about. My my wife is has borderline high blood pressure, and probably from living with me because it's not like she's super overweight or anything like that. But her blood pressure is borderline. When she goes to the doctor, they put that automatic thing on her arm, and it does. It's all like a robot. And if they see a reading that they don't like, they move all that away. They get a trained nurse with the little stethoscope. And take that blood pressure manually so they can get an accurate reading. Yeah. It's difficult to do automated blood pressure monitoring. Yeah. All that to say is that these tools are super helpful, but please pay attention to your body and what your body is saying. Because that is far more of an indicator of if something's wrong. Or just say screw it and, you know, YOLO. (laughs) Or that. (laughs) No, no, don't do that. Um, okay, I want to talk about our last article, um, which was written by uh, Derek. It's a review. It's the Moto G Stylus 5G 2023 review, a solid upgrade. Uh, so some of the pros, you actually have a lot of pros, um, and you gave this, yeah, you gave a four out of five stars. Um, you said pros are lovely design, great primary camera, 120 hertz display, looks and feels great, performance feels almost flagship level, all-day battery life, 20 watts charging is a step step up, very loud stereo speakers, the built-in stylus is nice to have. Cons include the ultra-wide camera is lacking, selfie camera issues, sorry, selfie camera leaves a lot to be desired, stylus is pretty basic, software support sucks, (laughs) no IP rating. No payment for Derek. <laughs> All right, Derek, walk us through this. You've been doing a lot of uh Motorola, which is so funny because you've shat on them so much in the past and yet No, that means the one... he's the right person to do that. <laughs> if yes. they think they're improving their products, they should send it to people who shit on their old product. 100%. You know, he's he yeah, and you know, earlier this year I think, you know, it, they started off the year bad because the Moto G Play 2023 was not a great phone at all. Like, I, I hated that phone. But every phone since then has been, like, I feel like has been a steady improvement. Um, and besides the Play, uh, I've pretty, I've kind of enjoyed every Motorola, every other Motorola phone that I've um, reviewed this year, including especially the um, Stylus 5G 2023. Um which I didn't, I'm not really surprised by because I think last year that was really the only phone that I really liked that I reviewed from Motorola. Um, it just worked well. Um, the design wasn't the greatest, but like it performed fine, um, you know, for what you're paying for it. And I think this year, um, I think the phone is like $100 cheaper, and at least at launch, and it's still like, you're getting the Snapdragon 6 Gen 1, which just launched last year. And that, I mean, the chip is pretty snappy. Um, you know, like like I said, it performs, like, just great. Like, the, the display just feels very smooth. Like, when I'm scrolling through apps, um, when I'm juggling between apps, everything just works very well. Um, I played um, some games on, like, pretty high settings. And um, initially, I think... 
like you can play on like medium settings pretty fine like Honkai Star Rail um, and then Motorola has this like game booster feature where you can like um, just boost the performance um, obviously you're gonna drain the battery a bit but um, with that I was able to play the game at the highest settings with no problem um, but just in general just using the phone just feels great and it looks great too like all the the design language of Motorola's phones this year has been fantastic um, they just look and feel nice um, I mean the fact that you said that it it like performance feels almost flagship level that speaks volumes yeah because I mean the Snapdragon 6 Gen 1 is quite a boost over the previous chip and um, like I didn't really have any problems with um, last year's model uh, which used the Snapdragon uh, 695 uh, but this one just feels so much snappier um, like I yeah just using the phone it almost felt like I it, and you know I think the style the stylus is kind of especially like in the US the stylus is like the I think the top tier mid-range phone that Motorola sells in the US so it's like this and then you get to the flagship stuff um, I I hate mid range doesn't tell the whole story. This yeah, thing's yeah. only 180 bucks. Yeah, that's so <laughs> no, cheap. No, no, well, 180 bucks. I wouldn't. I, I would. That's more of a budget phone. I would. I would say like yes, it's a, it's a budget phone that the guy who uses it and admittedly hates Motorola's products. Most of them says it performs as well as any of the flagships in well, most cases. This, well, this phone is a. This is a 400 dollar phone. Um. So oh, that's weird because on the on the review there's a block. We need to edit that review. Oh, that is weird. Yeah, that's yeah. So I don't know why it okay, says yeah. that. We should, um, we should see. Now I feel like an idiot. Thanks, whoever did that to our website. <laughs> we'll we'll fix this. But yeah, no, this phone retails for. Yeah, I don't know why it says that. Um, but yeah, it's a four it's a four hundred dollar phone, so it is four hundred dollars. Yeah, squarely mid range. Um, I have to say, I did not edit this article, so. <laughs> Wait, it, it it shows it as the latest model on Amazon. Yeah, it, it for does. So bucks. yeah, we definitely gotta we definitely gotta change that because I don't know why it says that. And I'll... no, I went to Amazon. That's what Amazon says. That's why ours says that. Oh, See, that's, that's weird. Maybe. Yeah, interesting. Weird. That is. Oh no, because the one on Amazon is showing the non five G version, and ours is showing the oh. five. Ours uh, says okay. ours says five G, but it's not the five G version. So that's weird. Yeah, we gotta fix that. Um, you don't need 5G. Screw it. <laughs> well, yeah. And, What's and, more and important, I mean, saving 300 honestly, bucks or 5G? The non-5G version is actually, like, I reviewed that um, about a month or so ago. And honestly, that phone wasn't bad either. Um, like, it's using a pretty okay chipset. Um, but I, I didn't have any problems with it. Like, unlike the Moto G Play, which just I could not use at all, um, yeah, the non five G surprised me and how well it worked. But this phone and you, you say this phone's three ninety nine. Yeah, this phone is three ninety nine. That's still not bad. Yeah, exactly. Like you're in my mind, and I've not used like the uh, the Pixel Seven A or the Pixel Six A. Uh, I have the Pixel Seven, but um, like in my mind, at this price, like it. I, I would almost suggest, you know, if if you're not a huge Pixel fan, whatever, like, I, I would, like, I wouldn't have any problem recommending this phone. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not a big Pixel fan. Um, in fact, I don't even like the Pixel UI, and unfortunately, Motorola has a similar UI, but um, I personally wouldn't... You mean fortunately? I, <laughs> yeah, that's the only Wait, that's the only thing I don't like about Motorola. You would want Motorola to do its own UI. software? Is that no, literally what you basically just said? I mean, I just I don't know. I, I just I Dude, love one. Got, you done, you done this whole. You need to you need to bury yourself I just, in it. No, I just yeah. love One UI so much that I just like maybe Motorola can use that or something. Just not their own. Just not the Pixel. Just something else, or maybe Sam, or just, Samsung paid him to say that, guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, but they, they, no, they, I, they're delivering a washer and dryer right now. The so the stylus on this phone, you know, it's basic. It's a um, what do you call it? Like a passive, you know, it's it's nothing special, but it's still you know a nice thing to have. Um, the camera 
takes some pretty decent photos. Um, the ultra wide is like it's pretty meh, but um, the fact that they have the ultra wide and they included the macro, whatever, and the depth part of it too. Like instead of just having separate sensors, it's all in the ultra wide sensor, so that was pretty nice. Um, battery life is great. Lasts all day. Lasts a day and a half, really, in my use. Um, and yeah, I just it's it's an overall good phone for four hundred dollars. And if you're if you're looking for, you know, something cheaper than the Pixel Seven A, um, you know, this is definitely something to consider. I'm just wondering what carriers will do with it for people who still like to buy their phones that way, since they're going to be paying that bill anyway. I can't find it right now, but just as an example, uh, Google Fi, who offered the Moto G Stylus 5G, God, that name. They offered it last year. They kicked 200 bucks off the price. See, and that's even better. Like, if, like, and I expect that's going to be the, the case, too. Yeah, I'm sure um, it is. So, and, and I think, you're going to get I, this phone for 179 bucks. Maybe. And I think, also, I think the way that Motorola sells it is, I think, like, if you get it from Motorola or from like eight, uh, Amazon, um, you're getting the six gig RAM version um, with 256 gigabytes. And I think the carriers will have different variants, like 128 of storage, uh, as little as four gigabytes of RAM. But honestly, in my use of other Motorola phones, that four gigabytes is still pretty good. Um, yeah, so if, if you can find it on a carrier, you might get it much cheaper and it'll still be a good phone and on yeah like honestly i i really recommend this phone like motorola good job i mean yeah yeah this is a to me it's a better option than maybe it's free but that really crappy samsung phone they offer or whatever (laughs) phone they're going to give you free maybe if you spend a hundred and some odd bucks more you can get something like this that's a smart thing to do yeah and 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 i love and I can't stress this enough. I love, like, Motorola's gestures that they've had for, like, ever. Um, Like, you know, you chop the phone twice, the flashlight turns on. You twist the phone twice, the camera turns on. You tap the back twice, you can, like, open any app or whatever. Um, I Like, Motorola just, like, I I love these gestures so much. And they they just make it a fun phone to use. I I really hope they stick with their promise and they, they do better at, providing you know security updates yeah because they say bi-monthly um and so far with the other phones i haven't seen that um some of the phones are still stuck on the may or the sorry the march uh update so we'll see and yeah it's unfortunate that you know this is only gonna get android 14 what's going on in the background there who is that yeah (laughs) this man's trying to speak (laughs) <laughs> that, that's my bad. I don't, I don't know what happened. That's yeah, it's only going to be updated to Android. It's only going to be updated to Android like 14, um, which you know is coming soon. But knowing Motorola, this phone probably won't get it until like 2025. I, I don't um, have a big problem with that. I mean, it, it. But I do have a problem if the software you bought it with, there's a problem and they don't fix it. Right. That's and my so far, biggest problem with Motorola. Yeah, and so far I had no problems with the software. Um, again, you're getting three years of security updates, so you know that makes up for you know just having one OS update. And uh, you know, again, for four hundred dollars, like yes, I would like if Motorola would give its mid-range phones the same promise that Samsung gives and you know whatever Google's doing. But uh, you know, I think for four hundred dollars and possibly less, like can't really complain too much i really want to like this i yeah i i was i was expecting to like it and i liked it more than i thought i would i just that price makes me want to well i'm glad that you liked it more than you thought you would i think that's always a good sign and a reason why it was smarter motorola to ship it to people who didn't like the last one (laughs) oh man well no it means more derek who is has a history of saying don't buy Motorola their phones suck when he says this one doesn't suck that means more to me as a consumer than some guy who says they're all great on YouTube says this one's great too I I don't care what he says yeah and I feel like and again like you know the phones have been consistently like 
pretty good this year aside from the MotoG play that like I kind of felt like I was like you know saying the same thing over and over again like this is a pretty okay phone pretty okay phone like you know you should get this phone you know but yeah um definitely this is the one okay well on that note i love that and um if you're in the market for this type of phone you should definitely get it um i want to talk about the things that made us happy this past week who wants to go first oh come on guys I'm sure all right something i'll, I'll go happy. first it, it hasn't happened yet but uh it will happen very soon and i guess it did happen because yesterday I got a thing in the mail. I can get Frontier Net Fiber. If you're not familiar, I live like in the woods. I live in the middle of nowhere in the mountains of West Virginia, far west suburbs of D.C., where I can look down from my mountain and say, hmm, I'm glad I don't live down in all that traffic anymore. And internet options are very limited. I have to pay an ungodly amount to Comcast because I had to get them to run cable out here. And I just hate paying that much to and i mean it's an ungodly amount frontier is gonna be able to sell me fiber internet that's four times as fast and half as costly. Well, that's sick that's awesome yeah and i've got to set up an appointment for him to come out i read the thing and i'm like nah this is too good to be true this is this is some kind of scam so we gave him a call nope that's the thing this isn't some special one-time only price none of that garbage that's the price, $154 for 5 gigabytes up and 5 gigabytes down. And they're giving me a free $799 router. Wow, that's amazing. Well, I'm So I can't get them out here fast enough. I'm excited for you. Okay, who wants to go next? I guess I'll go. Um, uh, this week, was it this week? Yeah, this week, uh, Square Enix uh, released the demo for Final Fantasy 16. Aha, uh-huh, yeah. And... Oh my gosh! Uh, <laughs> it was, it was so fun. Um, like I, I was, a f- I I actually liked Final Fantasy fifteen, um, but this like, yeah, it w- it was just very fun. And the story so far, I'm finding surprisingly like compelling. Wait, it, you said it was. You said you're just playing a demo. So does that mean a, a like a demo? Yeah. Will you be able so to continue it, playing it once it officially comes out, or do you have to restart it? Um, I can continue. So with a lot, of, with some demos, like that's not the case. But with this one, um, it, it'll save your progress, and you oh, can just nice. keep, like continue. Um, at least that's what it said. So um, yeah, and I have to say, like the story is so sad. Oh no! <laughs> like I'm just. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm going through it, and at first it's like, okay, this is cool, and then like towards the end, it's just like it gets so intense, and then just like some stuff happens, and I'm like, wow, like oh no, well don't say really, anything. <laughs> like they did that, but like, so the the gameplay is fun though. It, it's whatever Square Enix did with their Luminous engine, um, you know, I think that it's something that they've been like really trying to achieve for a long time, and I think they really achieved it here. Um, at least I think that's what they, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what they're using for this. And um, just, like, the real-time fights and, like, how it switches between, like, cinematic and real-time. And it's just, it's a, it's a beautiful game, great gameplay, and it's so fun. So I can't wait to get this game when it comes out next week. That's so exciting. Amazing. Okay, Andrew. And they're smart. <laughs> okay, Andrew, it's your turn. I don't have anything. Yes, you do. I'm sure you do. Oh, I can I can say all that Amazon I, money made you happy. Yeah, I can say what made you happy this past week. I can say you had your appointment with Leah, and um, oh, that's true. I forgot and, about that. And everything was good, right? Yeah, she's a, a words I'm not gonna use. She's massive. <laughs> she's three four months old, and she's already thirty two pounds. Wow. And sheds like Jerry. Oh God. Oh you don't even want me to start talking. Wow. <laughs> the shade. Oh, my God. Oh you think this God. hair stops where the collar of my shirt begins? Oh, my gosh. No. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Wow. I don't want to know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, there you go. See, that made you happy this week. There you go. Um. Okay. What made me happy this past week? Um... 
what made me happy this oh oh yeah i know what made me happy um well obviously you all know i've been playing tears of the kingdom uh zelda and i've just been enjoying it i i i had the same experience with breath of the wild where i would play it extensively for a bit and then i would throw my switch across the room because i was just so bad at it and then i'll be like okay i'm gonna pick it up and try again and then i'll do it and then i i i it's a vicious cycle but i'm currently on the other half of that cycle which is i've picked it up again and i'm having a lot of fun with it and it's actually making me really happy because i'm actually like doing stuff and not failing <laughs> which is nice <laughs> before you get angry you should just cheat look online i'm sure i i have i have looked online i i do that a lot but i'm trying my best to like actually play you know without having to do that i but i i I will be the first to say i 100 percent cheat like you think i'm gonna go around and try and find like all those shrines on my own hard pass i am going to find the map and i'm going to try and get all the shrines but um but it's more so like battling like stronger enemies and like you know or even like trying to do some of the puzzles on my own and like not getting help and it's actually i've been doing a lot of it on my own and it actually feels really good to 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 do it and actually not and not fail um so that that's making me happy and um the other thing that's making me happy is just life life in general has been really nice it's been it's it hasn't been super exciting or super bad it's been neutral and i always appreciate a neutral vibe once in a while you know when everything's just even keel so it's good i'm happy okay on that note i thank you all for listening to us on a weekly basis we really appreciate you all wherever you're listening whether it's in the morning afternoon or night thank you very much and i truly hope my audio is actually good this time so crossing fingers we don't have to do anything again for next week but on that note have a great one we will talk to you guys very soon bye